I'm going to repeat my last answer. Uh, the biggest mistake I see is we bring in somebody who is bright, but who has no product management experience. And so they go to where the noise is, you know, and they start going on sales calls because the sales guys don't know the product well. And they start doing UX design because we don't have a UX designer. And uh, then marketing says, oh, we don't actually know anything about the market or the product. So can you write our website? And they get pulled in a thousand different directions. And everybody, to May's point, everybody says, oh, great. We have a product manager now. Here, let me send all my shit work to that person. And if the product manager doesn't have clarity on his or her role, they will fail. Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders conversation. Steve, we do a lot of work with companies that have established uh, product management organizations. Actually, our conversation last week was about advice to a CEO about pro your product management organization. But we also see a lot of companies out there that either in their growth path, they haven't gotten to need product management yet, or they came from industries where product management wasn't really a concept. And we're seeing companies like start realizing they need product management. So, I mean, how different is it to talk to a CEO who doesn't or hasn't had product management to one that get, has had it? I th well, I think it has more to do with the CEO's personal background. Um, if they come from development, you know, they may have experienced product management or not, but they probably think that development's working just fine. It's all the other departments that are broken. And the same is true, you know, if they come from sales, it's like sales is fine. It's everybody else that's broken. Uh, and I, I think that conveying to a CEO uh, all the things that are like falling through the cracks uh, are one of the things that product management does. But, but fundamentally, my advice to the CEO is um, you need to be working on the business instead of in the business. And product management can help you do that. Correct. It, it, often what I've seen, and I've done a lot of work with smaller companies, helping them introduce product management, uh, whether it's through a PE company bringing in uh, the idea or something else. What I've seen happens is through some thing, heroics, luck, timing, somebody finds a problem. Normally, there was something that, that they were intimate with. They were somebody who had that problem. They find the problem. They've got a buddy who can code, and they build a product. And somehow through luck or whatever, they get product market fit and they grow it to a 10, 15, $20 million business. And to me, that's always when the plateau happens. And that's when product management becomes important because it's about what's next. Where do we go next? What do we do next? So yeah, my our, advice uh, to wrap that up is you really want to hire product management right before your first product failure. 
<laughs> it's generally the second product. The first product yeah. does great because the product manager and the CEO were the same person. You know, even if they didn't realize one, that. Exactly. The second one is the one where everything gets all dicey. Uh, com completely agree. And that's where they throw sales changes at it and they throw marketing at it. They throw new brands at it and they throw development resources and consultants at it. And I'm like, take it all back. It's, it's about products and markets or problems and markets. Uh, who are Absolutely. you, you know, what new problems can we solve it for? So the, you know, this week's topic advice to a CEO without a product management function. And on uh, Monday, uh, we put this in there. What would you advise a CEO without a product management function about adding product management to their organization? And I know the first feedback is going to be, I should have gotten this to Steve to condense this and make it clearer as a question. <laughs> But uh, <clears throat> Eva Beasley came in pretty quickly. First, I would question why. Is this a brand new startup? Uh, are they searching for the first PM or is it an established company where they haven't done it or they've laid off the entire staff? And I, you know, I have to say this question is, is probably one of the most it depends questions you could put out there. Uh, it depends on where you are, what's going on, where you're going to go. Uh, and as we look at this, Dutch, you, you actually said Eva took your question, right? Uh, kind of, So yeah. talk to me about that. You said, talk about getting back to the basics. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the number one question of product management is why. I mean, when, when you say a product, um, product team or like when they don't have a product function, was that the question? Um, yeah. Why do they need it? I mean, do they need a specialized like person or team that is focused on that? I mean, all of us obviously would just resoundingly say yes because that's what we do. But if if it's a small team still, do they need it right now? And why or why not? Um, yeah. Maybe maybe they're a small team. Maybe they don't want to grow bigger than what they already are. Maybe they're content with their uh, their status, their their growth path or whatever maybe they're not trying to change the world they're just trying to change their neighborhood or something um and if if there's a person like if their cto is able to strategically think of you know customer needs and put that first before the business and what problem are they trying to solve and everything um and also then you know can do the what why and the how then do they need a specialized product person or team? Maybe or maybe not. Uh, but the conversation with that CEO is, will there be, if you don't need it now, is there a point in the future where, where you will? And if so, then let's go through what that specialized person or team would end up being able to provide an offer. You know, you, you made me think about this in a different way. And maybe yeah. it's not even adding product management to the organization. Right. Maybe it's about, product management thinking. You may not need right. to add product management to the organization. Right, that's my point. You should you should think like a product, you know, somebody should be wearing that hat. Somebody should be playing that role and making decisions, right? And somebody's doing it. And maybe the first step for some companies is not adding product management, but it's getting the person who's making those decisions to think in a product management mindset. Uh, yes. And where you can go that way. Spot on. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's so interesting because I've had a lot of conversations, and, and I'll say this is just as germane for 
non-software companies. I was talking to a company that, that does equipment and waste processing, uh, mostly as a reseller. And, but they're looking at it from a product management lens, needing to really think about markets and problems to solve and what the value is and how do you, pay, you know, build versus buy and that type of stuff. It's all, you know, there's got, you know, if we're managing a product, I think every company manages products, right? Whatever they sell, what people are paying you for, somebody should be doing this. Somebody should be thinking about it and managing it through. And Steve and I have been working on this definition of product management, which is actually comes from our product strategy and product lifecycle, it's about product management is about maximizing the value created for the market, the customers, and the business, the company, over the life cycle of the product. And so if you're running a business that's selling anything, shouldn't that be the goal to maximize the value you create? Uh, maybe that's where I would start uh, helping them understand what, what that is. Well, and and maximizing the value for who? Are they more interested yeah. in maximizing the value for the business or are they more interested in maximizing the value for the customer? Uh, exactly, e exactly. Uh, Dominic, you said they must first realize the vital role product management can play uh, in the benefits. Uh, talk me through where you were. Yeah, in, in, in my mind, before we even ask the question, why is, is that CEO actually does he understand what product management is and what the value is, uh, it, you know, ultimately? So I, I think, you know, going back to the basics again is making sure that the CEO understands the value that product management brings to an organization. Uh, and, and then, you know, looking at the why and say, hey, you know, we know what, what can be done. But I, I, I think, you know, um, having said that, right, uh, it, it's absolutely critical that um, the, the CEO of a company, uh, if he is on board and wants a product management organization to help, you know, uh, bring value to both his business and the customers, like like Dutch was saying, um, is his staff aligned with the value of that organization or that function or that individual, right? Um, yeah. Because if there's not an alignment at that executive level, right, it becomes very difficult for that product management manager or product management team to actually uh, drive value. Yeah, completely and totally. Uh, I, I liked how you put it. You said systematic, consistent, mm -hmm. validated, transparent. I mean, and to, to Steve's point, right, is when the second product comes in, right, you want to be systematic, you want to be consistent, right? I mean, this is where you want to avoid that failure, right? Yeah, uh, co completely. And I, and I see a nice uh, quote here. The goal of product management is to turn good ideas into successful products systematically. Where have I heard that before, Steve? <laughs> That is one of my favorite definitions of our goal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and so and, and it's and you know the key word there to me is systematic. And mm -hmm. when I talk to CEOs, I'm like, the product manager is the one who writes it down and keeps it current. And they go, oh my, yeah, there's a problem because yeah, it's all in my head, but it's not written down and it's not even updated and. No one but me can articulate it. 
you know, hey, what is your strategy? And they're like, I don't know. The president knows it has something to do with the market. Uh, so being systematic about yeah. defining and, and, what we're going to build and for whom. And that systematic could be with one product manager who's making decisions as we grow controlled, right? Maybe we're not this, you know, hyperscaling unicorn, you know, but somebody being able to make decisions about markets, personas, problems to solve, and that's a step and prioritize the right stuff, but, or it's systematic. So they, they do it repeatedly. So that second one, that third one, that fourth one is there, but it's also systematic as you grow, as you now have multiple product managers, you need to make sure it's systematic uh, and doing it the same way. Don, thank you so much. My Go ahead, May. litmus test for systematic um, strategy spreading is I ask recruiters or the people who are like just far enough away from product and I ask them, what, what do you sell here? And if they can articulate it, that means you're doing a good job across the, corpor the corporation. Yeah, I, that I completely and totally agree. And that's where you probably get a lot of different uh, answers uh, with that. May, you came in and said, uh, who is currently deciding what goes into the product? Product Everyone uh, is not the right answer. Talk to me about how you would have this conversation. So, you know, when you have this conversation, usually it's someone saying, I think we need product management, right? Like it's, it's no CEO is ever going to say, um tell me about adding product management it's like no something is wrong something is wrong and therefore there's a problem to fix right or um i want to scale and product management helps us scale but like that that's that's about the depth of that conversation um so it's like yes you want to add product managers but you can't just add product management because someone at the organization is currently doing product management, whether they have the title or they know it or not, um, there is that one question that needs to be answered, which is who is currently deciding what goes in your product? Because generally speaking, I, I have heard everyone so many times, even in, in places that have product management. And the answer is like, no, everyone doesn't decide you still have the final control. There are still different groups of people within the organization who thinks they decide what goes into the product, right? And so what happens when you introduce a product management function? You create the sudden huge power imbalance struggle that needs to be fought and like figured out and eventually balanced out hopefully or the company collapses right because you can't just introduce a person and say this is the person making all the decisions now what do those decisions look like what does it mean for the other people currently making decisions how does that change their role how how like what what are they in charge of now that they don't make those decisions how do they feel about it are you okay with risking them leaving because they no longer have that control right there, there is a lot that comes into it. Like, so have you talked to your leadership team about introducing product management? Have you talked to them about what that actually means? Um, it, it is a big conversation from an organizational design perspective. It's not easy. It's no, it's not. It's a transformation, did you say? Yeah, it's a transformation. And I think a lot of organizations say, oh, let's go buy us one of those. 
you know, can I just go down to Costco and, and, and get a, get a pack? of transformation. And, you know, what you're saying is spot on. It's like, well, you know, we need to figure out where decisions are being made now, and we need to decide where decisions should be made. And salespeople love to make decisions of let's be in whatever market is is, uh, where the customer I'm selling to is. But if we really want multipliers uh, for the value of our company, we need to focus on a market and and become the leader in a market, not a player in every market. And so, if that is your problem, right? You need to you you, you not only do you need to take the decision making away from the people who have it, but we have to um, we have to go through change management to get there. It's not yeah. just wave your magic wand and everybody will be happy that decisions are being made elsewhere. Uh, actually, one of the words that uh, Dom had in his answer and talked about was transparency. And I think that's so critical to have transparency to how those decisions are being made when you make that shift happen, right? Yeah, and, and that's where, you know, the, and the criticality there is, you know, through a racy, right? Um, to May's point, you know, um, yeah, m- maybe the decision is shifting but there is part of a decision of a different function that influences a bigger decision, right? So understanding those dynamics and saying, okay, what is R, what is A, what is C and I, right? And putting in front of everyone and, and making sure that everybody is on board, right? This is where the rubber hits the road, right? And, and that's so critical that it gets implemented, uh, you know, throughout the transformation efforts. And add to that a, a data-informed prioritization system like Ideas, which Steve uh, teaches in the Fundamentals of Managing Products course, right? Now, if people know how we're going to score these ideas with ideas, uh, they now can see in the, 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 the ideas can ra- rise or fall on their merit. And all of a sudden, it gives a, you know, a product management a great way to say, we did take your idea into consideration. It just... There was no evidence and the value to the company would be poor, right? It, it doesn't make sense to do this. Uh, it's, it's in 10th place. It's not in first place. So uh, I, think the, I think the racy with that type of transparency and decision-making prioritization is going to be critical. Uh, Marco, I mean, you've got sort of cut to the, the raw of it, right? It's important for the CEO to understand what PMs really do. And I think that that even goes to, the question, to our topic last week with CEOs who have product management functions, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, I've been in organizations where there there was a job opening for a product manager, I applied, I became the product manager. And then you get questions like, okay, you know, build me Gantt chart, and when is the release coming out? And, you know, can you work on this feature? Like, did you really think of the job description when you set this out? Did you really know what you needed to solve? And was this really supposed to be a product manager? or a PO, or an engineering manager, or a project manager, or program, or whatever, right? And very often, these expectations do not meet reality, at least not as early as they should. And the other thing, and to, to Dominic's point, um, there is a lot to say about, again, the RACI, the responsibilities. You know, who's, who's in charge? Who makes decisions? Who approves? Who supports? And so forth. And if there's no alignment around this kind of organization, you're working in a vacuum. I mean, I've been in other organizations as well where 
there wasn't really much of a strategy coming top down. So as a product manager, uh, um, myself and also other product managers started building, kind of like inferring the strategy back upwards by saying, okay, what we think based on our conversations with the customers and market investigation and so forth, we think the market need is this. So let's build our strategy around that, right? Which is not ideal, it's the, the dog, the, the tail wagging the dog. Yeah, but instead of the face wagging the tail. Oh, exactly, wait, precisely, precisely. And this is part of the, the issue. If this is no, there's no alignment and, and if product managers start acting and thinking strategically and that's being shot down because based on that hierarchy, that strategy is supposed to come top down, but it's not coming top down. Again, you're working in a vacuum. So it is super, super, super important, A, for the, the company and the CEO to have a strategy, at least a vision, right? That's the yeah. most important thing. And then think about in order to follow that vision, what do you actually need to do and who's the best person to provide that? And it may not be the product manager. Yeah. This is, this is something I, I see over and over and over again, and it's frustrating because you're trying to change and you're trying to change it bottoms up. And same thing with product ops, right? I see yeah. often product management tools are being introduced to an organization without the product lifecycle process and management actually being in place. And it's, it's another one of these, these examples of you're doing it the wrong way around, get the process done first, think of, of what you need to do, and then introduce a tool that helps you with that. I call that hashtag, I just need a roadmap. <laughs> no, assuming they actually know what a roadmap is. Yeah, well, no, but they've been told they need a roadmap, just like they've been told they need to be agile. Uh, you know, and I, I think I'm going to go back to the conversation uh, earlier uh, with Dutch. It's, it's, it's about, do they really need product management? And I think under, helping them understand what product management is, and I've talked in some of the stuff I've written about big P, big M title product management versus doing little P, little M product management, thinking about markets, thinking about problems to solve, understanding personas and making decisions around that. And I think we need to, to get into that type of stuff. I, I a couple of years ago, I helped a $15, 20000000 million software company uh, introduce product management. And the first thing we did actually was a baseline of people are making these decisions now, right? Who's making these decisions now? Who's setting the strategy? We use the courts open framework, right? Who's doing discovery to learn? Who's doing commitment and, and doing that type of stuff? Who's describing the problem with a with requirements or problem stories and, and personas uh who's helping the creation of it and collaborating who's doing uh the the delivery who's looking at launch and that type of stuff and we were able to identify that in some cases it was the ceo doing it in some cases it was the head of training doing it in some cases it was design doing it but once we had that baseline, we can then start talking about, okay, if you want to introduce product management, here's where that moves. And we need to make sure everybody was on board with that. And so I, I think that really getting back to process, right? What is your process? What are you doing? How are you doing it now? How can we do it better? Can get there. I want to dig in on the why that Dutch had talked about earlier, just briefly. And I'm going to give that scenario. What the, the most common scenario where I see where companies are adding product management are a bootstrapped 
software or software-enabled company that's made it to 15, 20 million, 25 million, and somebody, private equity owner, uh, advisor to get them to sell, a friend in their YPO or, or Vistage or EO group, somebody told them you need product management, right? So you've got a company that has built that successful first product, 15, 20, 25 million, whatever it is. And they've been told by somebody they trust they need product management. Dutch, in that situation, where would you start? Hire a consulting firm. Hire, you, you know, I mean, in, in all honesty, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a little tongue in cheek there, but if they don't have the function and they're not sure how to do it, then hiring an outside firm that's a neutral party that's not really like doing it for that business, but that can focus on the market and the customers um, and don't necessarily have a direct vested interest in that company growing, but being able to help mentor them and, and get them started on understanding the product function, whether they have it internally or not, maybe that's not as relevant as understanding what the function is. And then if they want to continue with that consulting firm to do the product function, or if they know how to integrate it into their own, or if they're just like, we don't need anybody with that job title, we understand the function and these people can do it um, and wear two hats. No, I, I mean, uh, as a consultant who's done that in the past, <laughs> you, know. you know, I mean, at least just to get them started, it doesn't even have to be a year commitment or anything, maybe just a few weeks, just mm -hmm. to say, here's, here it is in process or in progress in, here it is the way it works. <laughs> and what do you think? Can yeah. you do it? Or do you still need us to, or and, you know, I'm reminded, though, in your in your anecdote that in the early days of ERP, the ERP vendor would come in and say, you know, um, we'll automate your process. And they'd say, well, how long is it going to take? And they're like, oh, it'll take, oh, two months. And they're like, oh, we don't have a process. And the ERP vendor would say, oh, I'm sorry, I meant to say two years, because <laughs> first we have to figure out what your process is, and then we have to encode it. Right, uh, yeah. And I think we've, we encounter the same thing when we're doing RACI and we start talking about who does acceptance uh, criteria who, and, and everybody's like, okay, what's that again? You know, yeah. and who, who right. does positioning? Really? Well, um, what exactly is that? And how is that yeah. the same as messaging or is that different? And, you know, we, we, we always get ourselves pulled into people don't actually know how their products are made. So they don't know what the jobs to be done are. Until yeah. we really get into racing. Have right. you guys ever come up across this issue where you start having the racy conversation and you realize you've opened a whole new can of worms and you can't mm -hmm. go there? Because sometimes there are people who believe that they are doing a certain role and it turns out three different teams are doing that job, but one of them is doing it a lot better than the other ones. And then when you have that conversation of, okay, who owns this now? It's like you've walked into a political trap. Sure. Well, this is where yes. you need the CEO to be the sponsor of this, right? Because then the CEO can put an edict down. Uh, and so and then going back to the situation, 
CEO founder bootstrapped, told they need product management. If that's happening, three people are doing it. I would hope they have the wherewithal to make a tough decision in a racing. And that's what races are about is making tough decisions. Dom, you were going to say something? A few years ago, and then I'll let Dom go. I did a session a few years ago, and they said, well, that needs to be in product management. And I said, why? And they said, because Dutch is really good at it, and he's in product management. And that needs to be in marketing because Marco is really good at it. And they couldn't abstract the 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 role from the individuals. And so I ultimately got to a place where I was like, I'm not even using titles anymore. I'm using roles um, uh, and 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 getting them to say what roles should do it and then saying, well, gosh, then maybe Dutch is in the wrong role. Let's put Dutch and the and the role together. Right. Anyway, and I think to that point, and then I'll get you to Dom. I've seen places where I'm like, you know what, if you're not worried about replacing people, build it the way you want to. But as soon as you try to replace Dutch and he has a title that's product management, but he's doing really product marketing, then it becomes difficult. Uh, so Dom, you were going to say something earlier and we talked over yeah, So Sorry, going back to what Dutch was saying, I just wanted to add, you know, this interim or this, you know, activity at, to start with, I think helping the team ask the right questions is critical, right? Mm-hmm. J- just to start up the you know the ball rolling. That, that's all I want to to, mm-hmm. to, to add to uh, Dutch. Uh, you know, it, 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 and you know, in, in the in the experience I was talking about from a couple of years ago, it was it was critical. We did a we did a forty five day engagement to talk to everybody in the leadership team and understand what's going on and sort of present the status quo, the baseline, and, and where do we go and ask the right questions about who do you want. Uh, and in the end, they ended up taking somebody who was a VP of learning and support and who was doing the most product management stuff and, and made her the head of product. And she's did amazing. She, uh, we worked with her team. Uh, she's had people take our, 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 some courses with Steve. Uh, you know, it, it, I think it worked out well there, but it, I've seen it not work out well as well. Marco, your thoughts on this before we head to the poll. Yeah, like I said, it's just, it's clarity, transparency, just make sure what you actually want to get done before you think about um, finding finding a, a problem to a solution, right? So again, product management may not be the right person for the job at that time. Most likely they will be, but get your process done first, get your strategy and your vision done first then think about it. And before doing that, actually inform yourself by um, identifying what a product manager actually does. I, I, I love it. I think that's great. So let's move to the poll. On Wednesday, we asked the question, when adding product management to an organization for the first time, what background would you prefer for the initial product manager? The options we gave were an internal resource who knows the product and how the company works, someone from your target industry with strong domain knowledge, an external resource with product management experience, start with a product leader, not a product manager, or other, it depends. Uh, Dutch, you were the the lone vote uh, on someone from your target industry with a strong domain knowledge. Talk to me about, you know, your thought there. Uh, Well, that's like, that's kind of rare that I was in the minority there. 
if if they're just starting off, if it's if it's if it's a group that um, you know hasn't entered this market before, at that point, and that was where I was coming from, was a bootstrap like you know they haven't gotten any revenue, they don't even have investors yet. It's all out of pocket, self-funded. Um, having somebody that knows the industry should end up, in my opinion, helping them be able to focus on the customer and what that market needs, uh, as opposed to just, hey, we think this is a good idea. Uh, I think it was last week I, I mentioned I was consulting with a, an organization trying to do some AI stuff. And first thing I did was look at the competitive market. And there was a lot of it uh, for exactly what they were trying to do. And so finding the niche and the market segment and the and the vision to go around the, the pillar that every answer would be focused on what the solution was looking for um, that was better than just saying hey we want to do this stuff with AI like what are people going to think about it not just hey we think it's a good idea yeah no I, I can see that and uh, you know we've seen a lot of companies uh, lead with somebody from the domain experience and teach them how to do product management uh, May and Dom, you guys both were voting for an external resource with product management experience. And May, I have to say that your uh, your definition uh, it just resonated so much with me. The if you're hiring just one PM within the next six months, an experienced PM, the company isn't large enough for you to worry about structure. So having individual contributors key. If you're hiring three or more, then start with a product leader. I, I, I like that distinction. Yeah, so I went with an external resource with product management experience because like sometimes if you hire one, you still need that level of experience. Sometimes it's like an IC leader, right? Like it depends what you really need. Like so think about what you need. What what why are you like going back to that why are you bringing in product management? Um is yeah. it because it isn't working? Is it because you as the CEO need to spend all your time fundraising? Um, when you are at that at a smaller size, you probably don't need all that much. Um, like you don't care as much about the systemic because ideally you're bringing in product management to scale your company and if you're scaling your company it's going to change every three months so like it doesn't it literally doesn't matter to build the systems at that scale um, or like that rate of scale I should say um, but like if you are starting to stabilize if you're starting to think about how do we scale systematically when you're talking about 50 100 200 um or plus especially when it's larger then you definitely want to start with a leader um most of the time i think it's about like when when i say what do you need i really mean what does the rest of your company need right like yeah. um are you bringing in product management because there is no combined strategy then you want to find someone who knows strategy if you need someone to uh basically get you know, delivery execution on track, then you probably just want an experienced PM um, because you have all of that there. Like where, where are your internal pain points? Hire for that. Um, no, I, I could, first hire. completely. About five or so years ago, I did an experiment. I, I, I responded to every VP of product job in Philadelphia, which is where I was living at the time. 
not interested in the job. I'm interested in learning why you're hiring. And I actually got three or four CEOs to talk with me. Every single one of them said, our VC said, that's what we should do right now. <laughs> right. It wasn't because they had a problem to solve. It was because their board or their VC. And I was actually hired into a VP of product role where the founder CEO didn't want to give up the strategy stuff. Right. It's a place where they didn't need a product leader. They didn't need somebody to do that type of stuff. They really needed the individual contributor. Uh, I, I, and so it's something that, that rings true with me, although I didn't vote for this. Dominic, you also voted for the external resource with product management experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, with the assumption, obviously, that, you know, market and product expertise is already existing in the organization. I, I think that's yeah. that's the whole point. I mean, like May was mentioning early on, I mean, I to totally joined those those comments. I, in my experience, a good product management resource can go learn the, the industry faster than a somebody can learn product management. <laughs> yeah, go uh, go meet your customers, right? Yeah, and that that was actually you know the key to my my success in scaling my my career was. I would get into a problem. I, I was a turnaround person and I, I would go talk to customers and I would learn and I would change the strategy because of that. It was a, it was a, a critical skill. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you need the knowledge. You also need to know how to turn that knowledge into decisions and prioritization and, and such like that. Uh, that, that vote extra resource was second place, 28%, 35% start with a product leader, not a product manager. Marco, you were on that uh, team. Uh, what sort of was made your decision for that? Um, mostly the strategic approach to it, right? Um, it, it also, once again, depends to some degree on, on the organization. Just like May said, if it's a small organization or it's a small portfolio, it may not make sense to have somebody who's trying to boil the ocean and think super high level at that point, right? It may just yeah. be an individual contributor who needs to provide the here and now just to get this product into the market that could be one yeah. thing but beyond that once you start growing you need to account for growth that means you have to think strategically and it's great if you have a product manager who can do this um, but particularly when you start uh, growing this out you can't do everything yourself you have to start delegating at some point while still retaining that ever-growing strategic need to identify where are we going with this? You know, is this going to sustain us? Is this going to to scale? Is it a one-off? Right? Yeah. And you you can't sit in two saddles at the same time in this case. So I would say if the organization has aspirational goals to grow, it does end, of course, to grow the organization. Get a leader who starts Ooh. putting these processes and these structure in place and have that person and bring in individual contributors to actually do the, the let's call it the nitty gritty. Yeah, I, I can see that in, in, in the right place where it can happen. I had voted for an internal resource who knows the product and how the company works, 14%. And I did it mostly as a provocative. Uh, that company I worked with a couple of years ago, we actually took somebody internally made them the product leader, but for their process product management hire, this was during COVID when everything was remote. And I said, here's what you need to do. We looked at both an experienced product management person who had learned the industry and the company and somebody from the intern inside who we can turn into, uh, teach how to do that. And we decided because 
at that time, and this was like late 2020, beginning of 2021, that we needed somebody who could work collaboratively with the design and development organizations uh, and without being able to do that in person because work from home, we decided that we should go with somebody internally. And I've seen that work at a couple of places where they've taken like their top customer support person or a QA person and, and, and it worked well there. I, you know, the reality for me is that it is and it depends. It always it depends on the situation of the company. Steve, where would you have voted? I disagree with everyone. Um, the first product management hire should be a professional product manager. The biggest problem we have in product management is nobody knows what it is, so everybody's doing their own thing. And so we see product managers who are full-time sales engineers. We see product managers who are UX designers. We see product managers who are development managers who are handing out tasks to individuals. And that's because we, the entire industry, have decided that you don't need to be, uh, you don't need product management experience to be a product manager. And that means every person in a product management role has a different role than every other product manager in the world. Yeah, um, and I would, I would, I would put that vote on the external resource with product management experience, assuming they're allowed to be a product manager. Fair enough. Fair enough. And what I find is every company has way too much domain expertise and way too little product management expertise. Yeah. And uh, as I think May said, I would st also strongly uh, applaud the idea of hiring two, a senior person to mentor the junior person. Um, but imagine being a junior person who's never done product management before, even though you know the product and the company, there's no chance of success in that role. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Steve. It's going to sound like I'm backpedaling here, but <laughs> I was thinking that it was supposed to be a product manager with domain experience was why I answered what I did. Uh -huh. I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't saying, and I, I see how it may have seemed that way. I wasn't saying, oh, you just need someone with the domain expertise and they can be a product manager. No, I, I agree with the way that Grant rephrased it and the way that Steve has, has done it. I was saying a product manager with domain expertise would be the ideal, you know, utopian. If you can solution. find that, yeah, if you can find that purpose right. world of a seasoned right. product manager in your industry or a similar industry, right. that would be amazing. Uh, I, I Otherwise, what that. Steve said, two, a senior and a junior would be the, the next choice, yeah. One of the teams I, that I think... work with every product manager on being hired um, gets a product management mentor which I think is a lot like learning to be a blacksmith or learning to be a, a, a furniture maker. You know, it's learning a craft from somebody who knows what they're doing. And, and I that's think what a lot of so many are... do not. It, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And that's what a lot of the roles out there that I think when the title says it's an associate, product manager or associate director or something that it's a it's supposed to be someone that is ready for that next role but maybe needs that mentor to bring them to you know and not be an associate director or associate manager anymore um so i've, I've liked the companies that are doing that so that they are going to mentor that person into that next that next progression yeah when i when i've helped people hire 
somebody into a leader role, often what I'd like to take is take a, a fast rising person, somebody who's a, a director now who still does individual contributor stuff and put them in that VP role because they're still connected to the day-to-day -day work. Uh, and But it gives them a chance to grow. If you bring a VP of product management in who has been leading teams at a place where they need to roll up their sleeves and do some individual contributor work, individual contributor work I think they struggle with that. Uh, with all this talk about bringing it in, what is the biggest mistake companies make when adding product management? Dom. Goes back to my first sentence of this discussion. It's misalignment. Yeah. <laughs> misalignment across functional leaders, right? Executive leaders. Yeah. If there, if there is no alignment between executives on the value that product management can bring. Tough. Wow, but that happens in companies that have product management too. <laughs> right. <laughs> Marco. I, I totally second that. I mean, it's so true. It's alignment on strategy, alignment on what you need, alignment on what you're trying to achieve, and alignment on responsibilities and empowerment. If, if that's not the case, you're churning the wheels. That's, it makes no sense. Yeah. Dutch. I would say only having product managers with that domain expertise. Yeah. So outside, only having. Outside. Yeah, like, like FinTech or something like you have to have done FinTech before in order to work here. It's like, do you, do you have to? Or can you have someone that's a high riser that can learn the, learn the, learn that market? And, and, and for me, in those situations, I've come into places where every other product manager had, you know, 10 years experience in, in this space and they had stopped asking questions. They thought they knew everything. And well, as, and as markets move and change, you need somebody who comes at it with a fresh eye, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Ask the stupid question. I mean, we talked yep. about that. Uh, Lencioni talked about that and getting naked, right? Yep. Somebody can ask the stupid question, which may not be so stupid. Right. Because so. otherwise, everybody's always doing things the way we've always done things. Yeah. And assuming that our market's not changing, the problems aren't changing. Right. May. Assuming that introducing product management will fix everything um, without doing the actual change management work because it's it's you know it's easy to just say okay we're we everything's broken let's bring in product management and product management will fix everything but no like it's it's a lot more work than that because you can't expect nothing else to change and you can just add a role that has like major strategic and operational impacts right like what does yeah. it mean to add product management? It is a big deal. It is a really big deal. Who does product management report into in your current structure, right? Like how many yeah. times have we seen products report into marketing or sales, right? Like, especially when- Or technology. Or technology yeah. when you first start off. Like, what does this mean? What are you trying to do? Yeah, no, I-, I... I, I get it. And actually, it makes me think back to Dom's point on the poll, right? You can't, if you don't have a strategy, just putting product management is not going to fix it. You still need to have that strategy. Steve. 
I'm going to repeat my last answer. Uh, the biggest mistake I see is we bring in somebody who is bright, but who has no product management experience. And so they go to where the noise is, you know, and they start going on sales calls because the sales guys don't know the product well. And they start doing UX design because we don't have a UX designer. And uh, then marketing says, oh, we don't actually know anything about the market or the product. So can you write our website? And they get pulled in a thousand different directions. And everybody, to May's point, everybody says, oh, great. We have a product manager now. Here, let me send all my shit work to that person. And if the product manager doesn't have clarity on his or her role, they will fail. Yes, I agree. I think it goes back to what we've talked about is they need to know what the role of product management is and what they're getting into, what it does and does not do. Uh, we'll just do this quick before we go to the wrap up. Steve, you actually answered this uh, in your first question. When is the right time to add product management to an organization? So Steve says right before your first product fails or your second product fail, your next product fails. Your, your first product failure. First product failure, there we go. Uh, Dutch. Um, I guess it depends. <laughs> I mean, does this, does the CEO, <laughs> is the CEO or one of the other leaders doing product management without being a product manager, or are you talking about actually having a product manager? Yeah. I mean, from the very beginning, like from the first point that you end up even having the idea, you need to be considering the product management function, regardless of who's doing it from, from the very- so From the start, you need to be doing little p, little m product management in your organization, even if you don't Absolutely. have the function. Absolutely. I love that. Marco. Yeah, I mean, I, I just stand with what I said. It's, it's all about alignment. Make sure you yeah. get your goals down and what you're trying so to- So it's achieve. like Schrodinger's product management, you know, yeah, exactly. You know, when's the right time? I, I yeah. couldn't tell you, to be honest, before it's too late. When you know, you know, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Before the company has to fold, you start letting people go. Yeah. But that's, maybe yes. it's too late at that time. Yeah. Dominic. Um, it, it, I mean, it, it depends, right? Where, where, where is the company in its life cycle, yeah. right? Or the product in its life cycle. But ultimately, ideally, right from the beginning, right, as you start. But uh, obviously, if um, other functions are carrying out those activities at other stages of the growth, um, obviously, it's, it's, it's critical, right? I mean, product management, product manager will bring, uh, add value at different, in different ways at different stages of a product life cycle. No, I love it. May, before we head to the wrap up. Talk about the symptoms. The symptoms are in a software context, frustrated engineers. Um, do they know what they're doing next? Are they having a hard time getting answers? Is it holding up your, your delivery workflow because they don't know what they're building next? Are you having a hard time selling what you build? Are you having a hard time talking about what you build? I think look mm -hmm. for the symptoms and think about is product management the solution for it? Possibly. I, we should write those down, Steve. That was good. That was good. <laughs> I'm reminded as well of uh, when you don't know why you win, 
and you don't know why you lose, it's probably time to hire a product manager or a product marketing manager. No, I, I see that completely. So time for our uh, takeaway. What's your biggest learning or takeaway from this conversation? Marco, I'm going to start with you. Learn what product management is before you hire a product manager. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Dutch. Uh, uh, the product management function is, uh, is not a product manager. The, the function mm. and the role are, are, are different and there's three different roles. Yeah, I love it. Dom. I mean, to, to Marco's point, right? You know, clarifying what it is, right? And, and then to Dutch's point early on is why? Why do we even need it, right? Well, why do we need a dedicated person? Right. We always need the function. Do we yeah. need a dedicated yeah. person that's on it 100% of the time? Right. I, I, yeah, I love that. I, I, I really do. It really resonates with me. May. Are all the PEs and, and uh, incubators wrong about bringing, when we should bring on product management? <laughs> um, a lot of startups hire very junior people, and that was where I was looking when I started. And I'm really glad that's not where I landed. Because I yeah. feel like I wouldn't be here if I went and did that. You would have stuck in a longer path. Yep. I get it. My friend Steve. Yeah, my friend Steve. As we talk about product management here at Product Growth Leaders, um, it's a craft. It has pretty specific parameters. And uh, for me, the takeaway is, you know, there, there are so many different definitions of how product management is implemented that we need to solidify around well the three roles that dutch was talking about the three roles of product management there's product strategy there's product planning there's product growth um, and be clear that it's not ux design that's a, that's another craft and we ought to hire someone good at that you know development is a craft we ought to hire someone who's good, good at that sales is a craft we ought to hire somebody who's good at that so if you're concerned about product strategy or your product planning or your product growth, then you ought to find a craftsperson who can come in and guide that effort. I, I like that. I like that a lot. And, you know, I think for the first point, it comes back to we need to clearly help them understand what product management is and the value of product management and what it does help with and what it does not help with, right? Product management can sort of reverse engineer and solve some for strategy, but it does better when you have strategy in place. Uh, and we need to get that uh, where we can go with that. What a great conversation. Uh, again, every week, I, I, it makes me think, it makes me learn. I appreciate the conversation from each and every one of you. Uh, Next week, we are not going to have a topic due to the Ju July 4th and Canada Day holiday, although the Canada Day is not middle of the week. Canada Day is the weekend <laughs> tomorrow. Happy Canada Day, May uh, and Dom. Uh, but we're not going to have a topic next week. The week after, our topic is Airbnb and the future of product management. So, Oh, how uh, timely. That is a big one. Uh, that is a big one. Uh, so... 
Guys, thank you so much for an amazing conversation this week. Uh, we do it every week. Uh, Monday, question goes in. Wednesday, uh, we do a poll Friday, these amazing conversations where we learn, we grow. We geek out. We're product management geeks. We love talking with other people who are product management geeks, and we do that uh, every week. So everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week in the community. Have a great time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.